to start so, over? Yeah, so make, I don't even need to say what we no. are because it's just the intro. Yeah. Why, why, who we are and why we think you would be interested in our podcast. Okay. okay. You, why don't you tell us okay. why we're interested <laughs> in the podcast? Uh, I'll t- I can handle who I am. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Danielle Renshaw with Ruffle Willow Floral Design. Sarah Shepard with Burdock Farms Weddings and Events. So, yeah, Danielle and I want you to listen in on our podcast to learn how to have the wedding of your dreams with a budget you can afford. Because sometimes we all get on Pinterest, don't we, Danielle? We do. And, and we want it to be inspired by other things other than Pinterest. Although we love Pinterest. We do love Pinterest. So. <laughs> yes. Just listen in to us every week and hear what we have to share with you. Our, we have 45 plus years of experience with yeah. weddings, planning them, designing them, having a wedding venue, catering, cakes, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we are here to help you. We're uh, what we think are experts in our field and, and we want you to have your dream wedding without having the stress and the worry and being able to budget and afford it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you ready to do the podcast part? Yep. And I'm since they're going to edit all this, I think we can just free range it. Okay. Let's just free range because they'll tell us right if it sucks. Oh right? yeah, they will. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I get so tongue tied sometimes. <laughs> How are you this evening? Doing well. How about you, Sarah? Good, Danielle. <laughs> I'm excited tonight because on Not Your Pinterest Wedding podcast, Danielle is our guest. <laughs> and she's going to talk all about florals because we can talk about whatever the hell we want on our damn show, right? That's right. And however long we want. <laughs> Even though we like do the, the hand across the throat at our guests, we're going to talk all night. Because <laughs> florals is my thing. It really is. Yeah. Me, personally, when my children got married, I was like, we are not skimping on florals. We will skip somewhere else because I'm all about the florals and decor. Just love it. So, I'm glad we're going to talk about that tonight. Me, too. Me, too. I'm excited. All right. You ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right. (laughs) Well, first of all, Danielle, tell us how long you've been in the floral business. I know we talked about it before, but refresh people's memories or people that might just be hopping on our podcast for the first time. So, tell them how long you've been doing this. Okay, so um, if you want to go all the way back, I guess, um, I was in the banking industry and the recession. I think it was 2009-ish, 2008, 2009-ish. We all kind of lost our jobs. And so a friend of mine gave me, um, just went out on a limb and gave me a job at the Garden Patch, which was local downtown in Hopkinsville. I didn't have any experience. Um, I've always been crafty, you know, that kind of the brain kind of girl. And so she gave me an opportunity and... I just loved it. I mean, I really grew to love it. Um, I worked there until they closed and then just kind of hopped and skipped and jumped around different retail places. I worked for an event wedding company for a while. And then with about 11 years experience, I decided it was time to start building my own dream. And so in 2019, uh, February, we started Ruffled Willow and we've been doing wedding and events ever since. That's exciting. Yeah. Where was that place that you worked at? The Garden Patch? Yeah. It's it's where the Planners Bank Latham building is now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So they did a lot of like nursery stuff too. Yes. Okay. I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just didn't even realize you worked there. I did. Very short because they weren't open very long. No. Um, So it was very short there too. Yeah. Which is too bad because that's a really good location. Yeah, it really is. Yep. But it's one of those things you got to have a passion for it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. Okay. So, do you know offhand how many weddings you've done? Can Have you ever counted oh, them? I have not. If I had to guess, for coordinating, planning, and floral, I've probably done, let's see, myself, like producing myself, I would say probably around the 300-ish range, but been a part of them as being employed by someone else probably close to a thousand because I'm I worked for um, another event company on and off for like maybe seven years and then um, the venue for three or four so yeah a lot that's a lot of <laughs> yeah a lot of weddings you've seen a whole lot I have <laughs> exciting though it is yeah it is it's really exciting um this is not where I would have thought my life would have been at any um at any time um but I love it and I'm passionate for it I, I kind of say that it's in my blood. My grandparents were florists. I have aunts, great aunts that are florists. Um, we just kind of, that side of our family is a really creative family. The other side is all in the medical field. Isn't so, that yeah. And that's nowhere where I'm going to be. <laughs> and your brother's in the medical field, isn't he? Is. He's an occupational therapist. My sister in law is a dietitian. My mom's a pediatric nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you got all the artistic. Yeah, because I didn't get none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool. Um, I guess you've probably seen a trend in florals, have you, throughout those? I mean, Absolutely. I know we're supposed to talk about helping brides and then mm-hmm. when they're talking to their florists, but I'm curious, the yeah. trend. The trends have definitely changed. So yeah. When I first started doing floral, um, it was very tight, very small, compact, what we call compact bridal bouquets. Um you know, hydrangea base with some flowers on top. Those are still semi-popular. I mean, I did one last weekend, um, so they are semi-popular, but now is more of the bespoke garden-gathered feel, which is where we kind of thrive at. So we're kind of happy to see that. But yet styles are ever-changing, and it's all based on a personality. So even though that something's in style right now, somebody else can take bits and pieces of different trends and different styles and different, you know, years and make them their own, which is so great about floral is because you can take a blank space and literally transform it. You really can. Mm-hmm. I know. I tell people all the time. Yeah. And I took your advice. I had a couple down here with the mom and she was stressing. Well, first of all, they were here just to get measurements and look at how the layout of the room and all that. So then we got to talking about the florals and she just mentioned to me that she was having to get 16 corsages. And then her next sentence was, and I'm worried there are not enough flowers in the decor. And I'm like, get rid of those 16 corsages. They don't have a lot of decor. You know, that, that is a huge tip that I give a lot of my brides is because bridal party, your family, a lot of your family is not going to care if they get a corsage. No. Your mothers are dressed like they are your mothers. Right. So they walk down the aisle. They, they're escorted, escorted. So are your grandparents and your fathers and your grandfathers. I mean, you can save hundreds of dollars by not using, not having those personal yeah. yeah, I think she told me it was like $700 just for those. Yeah. 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 So I said, well, why don't you get rid of the corsages and use those florals somewhere else? And then yeah. you will have enough florals. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the bride. I said, I hope I'm not saying something that you didn't want. She goes, no, I've been trying to tell her that. The whole yeah. Time. <laughs> 
<laughs> what would you help a bride to when they're meeting with a florist? Yeah. To convey their aesthetic to the florist. Absolutely. Um, So sometimes this is a hard one because people know what they like, but they don't know how to like visually explain that. So what we try to do is tell me what you don't like, because it's easy for you to say, I do not like this. I do not like this. Somebody had this and I don't like it. So it's easier to work backwards. So find out what they don't. I usually try to find out what they don't like and then work from their style that way. Pinterest is a great option. It, it's a love-hate relationship because- We love Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because it can it can show me, even if they show me a picture where the centerpiece is $7,000, let's say. Hopefully it's not ever that much, but say it's $7,000, but it has like ge- geometric tones in it, or it has lots of candles. Well, then I know that I can take that and put it within their budget by using de- like geometrics and oh, candles okay. and that kind of thing. But also Pinterest is also bad because it doesn't have price tags. Like I think we've said before. Yeah. So we have a love, right? Hate relationship with it. And what we try to do when the bride comes in is get their colors, get their aesthetics, show us two pictures that you love, show us something that you love and kind of work off of it that way. A lot of times when I give my quotes, the brides will say, oh, I had no idea. You you made this so much more visually appeasing, I guess, than I could have explained it to you. But that's just getting to know like their personality and their style. A lot of times I just ask them, like, how is your home decorated? Like, what things do you like? You know, and that kind of thing. That's cool. Okay. I like the working backwards. <laughs> yeah. That's really smart. Well, you know what you, you don't like. You, you know? do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You do know what you yeah. don't like. You know you don't like if you don't like lilies. And you know if you yes. don't, you know, like a round compact, yes. you know, bouquet. Or you know, you know. But sometimes it's hard to tell somebody, well, I like a artfully gathered bouquet that's organically flowing with, with a touch of whimsy. You know, that's hard to like, you know, say. <laughs> so is it okay for a bride to ask a florist if they could create something for them based on like... Like a mock centerpiece? Yes. Okay, so a mock centerpiece, yes, absolutely. Ask us, but you're going to be charged Okay, for that's what was yeah. my next mm-hmm. question. Mock centerpieces are not something that is normally done. Do you, how often do you do that? I don't think I've ever done it. Really? Honestly. Maybe once at the venue that we set up the table, the mother was very like particular, vis- yeah, and very visual. Yes, you know? yes. Um, so we set up the table and we didn't use the exact same flowers, but we used something similar that we had in stock from the weekend after or weekend before. But um, hardly ever do I personally get asked to do a mock centerpiece, and if I do, I, I would just charge for it. But yeah, we'd be happy to do it. Okay, that's yeah. pretty cool. Do you always ask, or do you think it's important that a bride be sure and tell the florist what her budget is? Absolutely. Tell us up front, too. If your budget is $1,000, which is not not a very high budget, that's in the lower budget for floral, we can at least guide you into what you would need and what is more, what's going to be the most important thing for you. You know, if your budget is on the lower scale, we definitely need to know so that, because our mind as florists is going to go to the moon. You know, we're going to be like, yes, I want, you need this, you need this, you need this. And we're going to want, you know, to provide the service of luxury for you. But if we know ahead of time what your budget is, we can work with that. Gotcha. And I'm reading my questions. (laughs) Gave our florist. <laughs> we just told him the color, 
and said, go with it. And yeah. I knew it was going to be beautiful. Uh-huh. I don't even think we picked a certain flower. Yep. I think Jackie just didn't, she didn't care. She uh-huh. just wanted the color and right. a, a mix of metals, uh, wood. It, and it just was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah. I We just let the decorator go and floral designer right. just do their thing. Well, you know, we're the professionals. So, right. I mean, like, and we, I personally love it when somebody tells me that. When they trust me enough, when they've, like, they've done their research, they've read the reviews, they trust me enough, and they know that I'm going to provide them the service they're looking for. I love it when they're like, here's my colors, here's what I need. Go for it. Yeah. Um, you know, it just means, well, number one, it means the world to me that they trust me like that. And so it makes me want to like, for sure know that I'm like providing them the best of the best. So, And that's a good point you bring up. So if people are hiring you mm-hmm. and I know you have helpers, uh-huh. do you let people know, well, it could be that my helper yeah. is going to be doing it, not me? I mean, yeah. have you had any pushback on that? Uh, I haven't had really any pushback on it, per se. You know, we're a team of florists, so I'm always going to be your lead designer and your lead creative um, brain. Even when people work with me, I have I will do a centerpiece and then they mock it. Or I'll say, these are the ingredients. Here's what we have to do. So I'm always leading it. So I'm never like... Here, here it is. Do it. You know, I'm always going to be your lead, but I do have two teams that we send out for setup. So sometimes they you won't see me that day. So most people are fine with that, but I do let them know that ahead of time. Like, hey, your team is Kelly and Carrie that day. If you need anything, they're your contact. If you need anything above them, for real, call me. <laughs> like, because I will be right there. But yeah, I mean, there's certain times where you know you want to service everyone, so you have other teams. Is it up to the florist to determine what the do's and don'ts are at the venue that the bride is going to be getting married at? No, it's not up to the florist. So it's the florist's responsibility to call the venue and figure out what those do's and don'ts are. And, and that comes from a professional, you know, needing to know that experience. Um, you know, when I get a new venue, I call the venue, ask to set up a tour, ask them what their restrictions are, and let them guide me that way. Because there are going to be some venues that won't let you use flames. There's going to be venues that won't let you hang anything. There's going to be venues where you have to be out at a certain time. And that's things that I need to know personally. And even venues that don't have water. So, <laughs> you know, I need to know that ahead of time. That's, yeah, but you, you wouldn't think that yeah. would be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that could be the case. Right, it can. Especially if they're getting married in their backyard or on their family mm-hmm. farm, yeah. right, you know, and that's just not accessible stuff. Or yeah. you, you got to know ex- where it is. Right. So that you're not running around the day of trying to figure out where it is. For sure. Um, so is it typical for a florist to be there throughout the whole day? That is not typical. Okay. Um, I will say that most of my weddings because of the scale of the weddings that I take on. We are usually there for drop-off on bridal bouquets, which is, you know, somewhere in that morning. Then we start set up of the reception, which is, you know, takes us to that afternoon. And then we do your ceremony last, usually because it's outside or in the heat. So we're usually there for quite a bit of time, but it is not normal for them to stay the whole time. But if there's a setup, delivery, and pickup fee in your quote, then we're going to have to come back and tear down those items and take care of them. Does that happen often? Is that something yeah. people... Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of my clients do have a setup, delivery, and tear down 
fee. Really? Um, because, you know, we can't stay that whole time. Right. So we're going home. Right. We're coming back. Right. And then we're tearing down. We're taking those blooms and, you know, donating them or giving them to people there. Or that was that my next thing. question. What do you do with, with the decor when yeah. they don't take it with them? So it's up to the client. And usually we try to we try to figure this out beforehand. So that is a discussion that you have with the bride. Yes, it is. Here... Us locally, and I know a lot of other people do this, we have been, before COVID, I will say, we were partnering with a sanctuary house. And so we were taking those blooms afterwards. The following Monday, we were coming in, teaching a class to the ladies that were there. That's cool. Yeah, and they were getting arrangements and learning a skill. That is so cool, Danielle. And and I mean, why not? Those blooms still have a good week Oh my gosh, yeah. It kills me when I see Mm -hmm. them throwing flowers away. We we try to take as many as we can. My staff always loves it when they can right. take some home. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just so much. It is. And, and a lot of times there are pieces that that just won't make it. Right. Like your outdoor pieces or pieces that were in foam for a long time. Right. Or, or on under, the arch. Or on the arch. Those pieces won't last very much longer. So they do usually get thrown away. Although arch pieces make great gravestone <laughs> to, oh. to take to graves of like grandparents or someone in your family. I uh, hadn't thought about yeah. that. And that's kind of an... Mm-hmm. It is really Especially nice. if you have a memory. Yeah you know, area in your wedding of yeah. people that you are remembering. Right. That's a really cool yeah. idea. In a way, you can repurpose them because the event flowers, you know, they are at their peak. They are at their prime, but they still have, you know, a good three, four, maybe even a week days worth through it to live. So, you know, if and if sometimes if we don't do sanctuary, we'll ask them to bring like mason jars and we'll take it and rearrange them and take them to nursing homes. Now, some floors do charge for that because they're taking their time to remake, you know, yeah. things and take to nursing homes. We don't as long as they provide some kind of like vessel for them to go in. That is so cool. That is really neat. Yeah, well, I mean, you should. You should definitely. I know. I love all this money. Let's yeah. let it live its course. <laughs> I love flowers. Yeah. I think we took flowers to our church for mm-hmm. our Mm-hmm. The altar, yep. yeah. And a lot of times we do that. If it's a church wedding, we let them keep it for Sunday yeah. and then pick it up on Monday, yeah. too. So how far in advance do you do bouquets? When should yeah. a bouquet be created? Well, each floor is going to be different uh-huh. because of their like their cooler situation right. and what they have for coolers. Which you have a professional cooler, I correct? do Walk-in mm-hmm. cooler. Yep. Yep. And is that something important to ask? You think the bride should say, I mean, how do you keep these fresh? Do you? Right. I don't think it's super important to ask. I do think that like through reading your their reviews, you can tell like what kind of professional they are. Um, because for years, I didn't have a professional cooler and I never had a bouquet like not last you have to know how to treat a flower and how to process them, when to get them. We never get our flowers any earlier than Wednesday, gotcha. sometimes Tuesday, mm-hmm. but never really earlier than that because Tuesday they we process them. We sh- I mean, it's. I think people think sometimes it's just playing with flowers. Right. But kind of explain the process. Yeah. So let me explain the whole process. Yes. So when we get a floral order, what we do is we build a recipe, just like a chef would. We say, okay, we're using three peonies, four hydrangeas, two hypericum berries, you know, two salals, and, you know, that way. We build out each and every single thing you order. So if we you order a bouquet, we build that out, bridesmaids. I mean, everything, corsage, centerpiece, arch. So we know exactly what to order. And from there, 
we place our order with our wholesaler. Sometimes can be from three to four different wholesalers. You have your farms that we try to locally get from. And then we have, you know, your national wholesalers and then your local wholesalers. Then <laughs> we get a call and say, we can't get this. We can't get this. And we make substitutions um, and those kind of things where like the client never knows. And we get our flowers usually on Tuesday or Wednesday. We take each flower. We remove any leaves that are below the waterline. We put our flower food in them. We put them in buckets with fresh water and then put them in our cooler. The roses, sometimes we will keep out so that they open a little bit more and some of your other flowers like that. And then we start building out your centerpieces or your bouquets on on that Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's, and then after that, then we have to break everything down and re-clean the buckets, bleach the buckets, bleach all of our utensils, um, and then restart all over. <laughs> so in case there was any kind of... Bacteria. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yep. Bacteria. Yeah. So does everything get delivered to your house? Yes. That is uh-huh. amazing. Yep. Everything gets delivered to our house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to go get it. So there's circumstances where we'll have to go to Nashville and get a lot of different things. Gotcha. Do you have additional things, and should a bride ask when they're talking to their floral person, are there additional things that they can um, rent from you yeah. to, to create a whole look, not just Absolutely. the florals? Yeah. So most florists do rent things like pillar candles and lanterns and arches and and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, definitely ask because there's no reason for someone to have hundreds of cylinder vases for, for floating candles after the wedding. Um, and especially when you can rent those for pretty cheap from, uh, you know, your vid- I love the pillar candles. Yeah, I do too. Especially down on the floor, uh-huh. um, on an aisle. Yep. And, you know, I just love them. I think they're so dramatic and yeah. so pretty. We we had a bride that covered that mantle in those. Uh-huh. They're so pretty. Yeah. yeah. They have to be my favorite. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. No, the candles are great. And they're a great, like, budget-friendly um, option. You know, a lot of people will choose pillar candles and some laid greenery as one of their less expensive options for centerpieces. And that is something that we suggest that we have. you have a high point and a low point as far as centerpieces. You want a high focal point of floral, which is going to be your more expensive centerpiece, and then have something lower budget like a lantern or pillar candles to kind of offset that price. Gotcha. Now, I've seen really tall florals, yeah. and I've seen some really compact short. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, more popular right now? A mix of both. Really? Uh-huh. Still yep. Still small, compact ones on the tables mm-hmm. are popular? Like the compo- compotes is what we call them. Oh, those. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like in compote vessels, yes. those are still pretty popular. Yeah. The most popular thing right now are those gold stands. Yeah. They're really popular. Yeah. We use those about every weekend. Um, we, we're trying, I think, I think this the style is going more towards like an elegant look. Mm-hmm. Um, so glassware is coming back really big. I think we'll see silver coming back really big in the next couple of years. I think it's slowly starting to get back to like an elegant, like Kayla said, like the the modern lines and mm-hmm. the modern cuts. I think it's coming back with floral too. I see a lot of calla lilies coming back, which has not been something that's been really popular the last couple of years. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like them no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a really pretty, uh, like, purple color that I really like. Oh, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I could probably get by yeah. with purple, yeah. but... I t- they but remind- it is the long stem white ones that they are just rem- back. <laughs> <laughs> they remind me of, like, a funeral or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's some flowers that people will always associate with funerals, and it's lilies, carnations. Yes, carnations. Calla lilies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, those are just floral, like, 
funeral flowers, I guess. But I mean, I love a carnation. And if like there's a way that you can make a carnation, you blow it open real big and then take the center and pluck some of the leaves and it gives it a whole different shape and a whole different like look. How cool is that? I'll do like a reel or a TikTok on that someday. That is yeah. pretty cool. I did not yeah. know that. I mean, you can change the shape of flowers. It's called reflex. We do that a lot with roses where you take the rose petals and you peel it back and it reflexes it and opens it. Yeah. You can also do it with tulips too. So, I mean, there's all these little tricks. I do like tulips like that. I have yeah. seen tulips like yeah. that. When they're like reflex open, they yeah. almost look like poppies. The they way do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How do you price your floral arrangements? So we price them based on the price that we get charged from wholesalers. I gotcha. Um, of course, there's a design fee in with your price of your floral. And that fee, you know, is always going to range per designer. There is what they, we call an industry standard of what things should cost. And, you know, we stick to that. And I think most floors should stick to that. <laughs> but And what is that industry standard? So your industry standard is like... You, there should be like a 20 to 30% design and labor fee on there. And sometimes and that doesn't include setup and that includes delivery nothing. and all that. That's that is for that's just the hours, the knowledge, the time. Yes. It, that's just, you know, for you get what you pay for, kind of you're hiring a professional kind of person. And, and that is sometimes in your quote where you can see it. And sometimes it's not hidden, but it's like within your floral, with each itemized floral budget. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've got a wedding. How how soon do you arrive at? Let's say you have a a four o'clock wedding. What what time are you going to get there? Does it just depend on how much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll just depend on how much we have to do, um, and also if they have a planner, we ask the planner ahead of time, like when do they need their bridal bouquets, and then we work backwards that way. If they need their bridal or forwards, I guess if they need their bridal bouquets at ten, and they have a you know, a ceremony at four, then we know bridal bouquets have to be there at 10. Let's take a lunch at 12. And that'll give us, you know, the three hours we need and an hour before the ceremony kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you require a minimum budget? I do not have a minimum. Now, a lot of florists do, but me personally, I do not have a minimum. I do like to try to um, be all-inclusive, all Inclusive, all inclusive with, you know, gender, sex, price, point, budget. You Me know that too. Yeah. I think that's why we have a weekday price. That's yeah. why we have a Sunday price. Right. Yeah, you might not be able to afford the uh, prime real estate day, which is Saturday to get married. Mm-hmm. But I really want people to be able to get married here whatever budget they have. Right. So if, if you if you can get married on a Sunday or you can get married on a weekday, it's a lot, a lot less expensive. So I think yeah. it's good you do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you should be, uh, as florists, we should be able to work with everyone's budget. I mean, we can't have someone that comes in that wants 50 all floral centerpieces and 10 bridesmaids for $1,000. I mean, that's just not feasible. Um, but I mean, you should be able to say, I really want a gorgeous bouquet. Here's what I have. And we should be able to work something around that. Do you help brides to maximize their budget when they absolutely okay yeah absolutely and I think that's a good idea too because a lot of people get so caught up in the little details like you were saying about like the corsages and that kind of thing they get so caught up in that that they don't see the big picture and a lot of times when you have a lot of personal things like grandparents parents ushers you know program attendants that kind of thing it takes a lot of your budget away from your guest experience like your centerpieces and your arch and your installs and that kind of thing we definitely definitely try to help guide them into let's look at 
at the big picture. When you walk into your reception, what do you want to see? What's going to, you know, what's going to be your vision there, you know, and that and work through that. That's cool. How far in advance do people need to secure your services? Or what's... Girl, this is a weird one, <laughs> right? Because we're like COVID and we're like jamming two seasons into one. one and it's... I mean, I know I've, I've taken on a wedding that's two weeks away from when yeah. it came and looked. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's open. Absolutely. We'll make it work. We sure will. And, and we will. We'll make anything work as long as we're not like fully booked. And fully booked for us is, means we do two weddings a day and that's it. Sometimes we only do one if, if it requires a little bit more. Normally what people say is six months to a year is the perfect time to inquire or to get a quote from your florist. I will say, if you love a florist or a photographer or a venue, reach out to them the day after you get engaged. I'm, I'm telling you. I mean, you I don't have to have a set quote. Mm-mm. You can have a deposit to hold their services. Yeah. And as long as they're thorough and you have your starting prices and you know that, you know, they're willing to work with you, get them on the books, get your name on their books. Because, I mean, I have weddings for next year in December already. And, you know, that's way out for yes. me. But um, I think this is, we're going to be playing catch up for a while. I think so, too. Uh, in 2022 and 2023, is just going to be like, bam, 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 bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I say. As early me. as possible. I mean, it won't you, hurt. If if you if you love the venue, mm-hmm. why why are you going to look at anywhere yeah. else? Yeah. I mean, if you love yeah. if you love the photographer, why mm-hmm. are you looking at it? I mean, mm-hmm. if it's somebody you have been you have been looking at them yeah. over and over and over again on Pinterest or on their mm-hmm. Facebook or on their Instagram. Yeah. Why would you go anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. and if, you, if you're following these people and you constantly love what they're providing, yes. even if it's not your style, but yeah. you can see the beauty and whatever they're providing for someone else, and you know the service and you know, like, they have impeccable, you know, professionalism, reach out to them ASAP, get on their radar, get a consult with them. I mean, even if you don't have a full quote, if you have a contract and you have a deposit, you're in their books. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about finding them. You've already got them. And then, you know, a year or six months on down the road, then we do a full customized, you know, quote for you. Okay, cool. So they make a deposit to secure you. Mm -hmm. And does that go towards? Goes towards it, yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. we call it a booking fee because it's non-refundable. Okay, okay. (laughs) And so if they were to cancel then? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because we've put in in that work. Right. um, And we've also, like, well, we said we only take two two during that day. So we've also told numerous people no. So we've already lost the money. That potential. We got. Yeah, the potential money. Yeah. Um, so that's your booking fee. And that if that booking fee um, is non-refundable. That's the hardest thing to get people to understand. It's hard. And I get it, too. But yes, because it is a big financial undertaking, a yes. wedding. It is. So our booking fee is only 20%. It is a little bit lower than I, I feel like a lot of people are 50%. Ours is 20%. And then we accept payments up to a month before your wedding. Is that based on what they say they think their budget might be? But then, well, how do you base that 20%? So the 20% is if we've got a full quote ready for it. Oh, okay. I got you. If we're just booking you for like a a retainer, like holding you in, then we talk about that budget and what that looks like for us. But um, a booking fee is usually when we've got your complete quote in for you. So it's 20% of the, the quote. Gotcha. When's the final payment due? A month before the wedding. Okay. Yep. And that is because our flowers 
come um, and we order our flowers a month before the wedding and your flowers, once I order them, I cannot cancel them. Um, that's something that started with COVID and I don't ever see my wholesaler stopping that. So um, <laughs> you have to give them a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can get things like two weeks, you know, quicker than that, but to secure the kind of luxury, more unique blooms that we get, we we try to give our wholesalers a month. Do you give them an itemized floral rundown of everything they're going to get with their package when when you yeah. do, uh, so mm-hmm. you, you'd let them know yeah. exactly what they're getting mm-hmm. flower-wise, well, we greenery-wise, all that? Yeah. No. no, we don't do that. So you will get one bridal, like your your quote comes through our system called HoneyBook, and then it will say one bridal bouquet, and it'll include a picture and say um, some of the feature items that we're going to use or some of the feature flowers we're going to use, same thing. And then you'll have one that says bridesmaids and how many and corsages and how many. And it will have like, say, quicksand roses and eucalyptus and that kind of thing. Um, but it does not list everything because when we go to the wholesaler sometimes to pick up our orders, there will be something like really cool and unique. And I'll be like, I have to have it because that's going to be awesome in her bridal bouquet. Yeah. And I feel like that when you, most of my clients know and trust me enough to know that I can give them what they need, I guess. And to, you know, have that creativity to do that. And so when I go to the wholesalers and I see something like that, I know that I can buy it because I don't give them a very set in stone list of flowers. There are listed flowers on there that yeah. are there like feature flowers, but it's not, I'm using two of these, three of these, four of those, because that just limits your creative process. So, yeah. And I'm a texture person. Yeah. You've got to have texture. Oh my God. Movement. I and yes. like, oh, silk ribbons that are like my love. I, I know. Love you're to good see with them. Like, but you're good flow. with the ribbons. I know. Yeah. I love it because they're not these little. I don't like those little Dinky. skinny. <laughs> I mean, my God. That's, yeah. That's so... Li- I, some girth with those. Yes, ribbons. <laughs> we got girth. We want yes. some girth in our flowers. <laughs> You're going to use silk ribbon. You want some, some, something substantial that's going to move with you. Yes, with just the, the romance. picture and the video yeah. and mm-hmm. when you're walking down the aisle. And I just yeah. love that you do that with your bouquets, by the way. I was Thank you. <laughs> I don't know of anybody else that does that. Yeah. I haven't seen it around here. Yeah. Well, we try really hard to stay on trend. And those those ribbons are really, really trendy. And they give a lot of romance and whimsy, which is, I mean, if, if I had to describe my style, it would be organic elegance with a touch of whimsy. And that's what I would want when you look at my bouquet to be like, ah, that's it. That's why, you know, she says that's her style. And those ribbons just kind of help with that. And and the texture and the movement and the flowing. Mm-hmm. You know. it's, I just love it. Thank you. I do. <laughs> I love it. So is there a time frame that you give a bride? Okay, I'm going to devote 100 hours to you. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, because I know you have some that are more needy than others. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what do you do when you have a really needy bride and it's really, you're spending more time with them than... We just service them. Okay. I, I mean... No, you, are there people, some people though, that they might talk to that are charging them by the hour every Absolutely. time they talk, on, even on the phone? Uh-huh. And some floor... Kind of like a lawyer? Yeah. And some floor... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't you call the lawyer. 
figure it out yourself before you call them. Um, yeah, most florists will say with your con- you you get a free consultation and then two consultations afterwards. Okay, uh, communication is key. I mean, tell your vendors like what you expect. We have a communication clause in our contract that tells you um, twenty four hours response for emails on weekends. It's going to be longer. That kind of thing. That way, because as event professionals. From Thursday to Sunday, we are working, grinding, hustling, and I just don't have time to even send a quick one. And like I told you earlier, I'm really bad about opening a text messages and never responding. Yes, thinking so, you did. Yeah, thinking I, I did in I, my head. I, yeah, I've even opened up a text and see that I started the text, yep. but never mm-hmm. sent the text. Yeah, I'm really, really <laughs> bad about that. So I try not to even open it, and that way, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think my clients do know, like, if it's the ASAP emergency, which I don't see one in the floral industry, yeah. <laughs> unless it's, like, the week of your wedding. Yeah. But, you know, unless it's a, an emergency emergency, like, please send it through email. Or, I mean, I'm okay with text messages just because it's easy. But there are times where it's going to, you know, not not get answered. So just check in with me if you send it to me <laughs> and I don't respond back quickly. <laughs> just remember, we're all busy. Yeah. The wedding yeah. business is, you're, you're a busy, busy mm-hmm. person. It's like being a yeah, what, a one arm <laughs> paper hanger, you know. Yeah, and, and I mean, with my planning clients, I I did have to tell a couple of people like we're outside of the rim of your package. We may need to either bump up your package or, um, you know, discuss this at one given time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way. Of saying yeah, it. if I get it, get the hint. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> I mean. I love all my clients. I know. Certain ones. Some are just more needy than yeah. others. And, they and are. Have, I mean, would they just have different schedules than me? I've yes. Had, I've had night, like night nurses before. Yes. And they respond at night. And then I feel like I need to respond to them yes, at night. Yes. And so that's a hard thing to, <laughs> I guess, get around. And our families yell at us for being oh, on our my phones. God. But we don't have a choice. <laughs> we are... Hustling. I know. We're always hustling. Uh-huh. You we're, never know that yeah. might be that next booking. You're right. And I mean, you really just don't know it. And we're, you know, this could get kind of ranty too. <laughs> That's all right, Joey. Trying to think about Joey. Joey told me Joey. not to get ranty. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as a business, a lot of us wear so many hats. Yes. You know, we're doing our taxes, we're doing our invoicing. I mean, you were upstairs doing invoicing. When you today. showed up. Yeah. yeah. We're building those recipes. We're getting new office spaces and workshops. I didn't know if you were going to bring that up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're going to talk about that. Yes. In a okay. uh, you know, so very exciting. You know, we're bl- building tree houses for our kids. Yes. We, you know, we're homeschooled. We just wear so many hats. I know. But it, it's really landscaping. Hard. I was yeah. doing some landscaping before you came. Look, the other day your husband was out there yeah. and I wanted to take a picture and post it. And I, and I forgot. And then he turned around and it was a bad angle. But. <laughs> But, you know, people don't think about that. And he spent, I'm not even kidding, 15 minutes on that one tree stump pulling all the weeds and making sure it was well maintained. And I thought, you know, that is like true, like either love for you or love for the venue. Because, because, you know, that takes a lot of time and it's a lot of hard work. And he was on his hands and knees picking out those weeds. And um, And we ain't young anymore. We're not youngins like you. Uh, but, oh, I'm not young either. Like Hunter Ezel just swiped us all out of his. He's about 24 to 24 to 34. Oh, and we were like, oh lord. <laughs> that it was so much fun doing that podcast. Yeah, because it was like three generations. It was. It was very generational. Uh-huh. And and uh-huh. to all be in the same business uh-huh. and to be doing what we're yeah. doing, but 
kind of yeah. have different takes and ideas mm-hmm. on how we do it. But because the wedding industry is one that has crosses so many generations, it does. Lines. It really does. And yeah, it's, it's always fun to see how people differ. Well, I love to just see how people do things differently, anyways. But yeah, I do too. Now yeah. I can't always get people to talk to me in the venue <laughs> right. realm of things yeah. because they think that I'm trying to. I don't know, trying mm-hmm. to hijack their information yeah. or that I'm trying to, I, yeah. I mean, all I want to know is, hey, how do you do stuff? Right. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, I have Instagram buddies, I guess I call them. I mean, I, some of them I haven't ever even met in real life. Some of them I have. Um, shout out to the Bloom Company, Kyler. I mean, he, I think his work is really good. And I think we have like the same sense of style. I, I hope he thinks so too um but i ask him questions all the time yeah. like, how do you do this and he does me like if he has like a flower or something like that and here recently a girl rachel reached out to me and asked to like a little bit of mentorship and and i oh, that's great uh, yeah we went to dinner and i loved it that's i mean awesome. it's there's nothing like having that community it, it's know, hard it's sometimes hard, yeah um, but once you have that community of like like-minded professionals, it, it's really great. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I do have two venues, one in Ohio uh-huh. and one in Bowling Green. Yeah. That we can talk I can talk to those two ladies. Mm-hmm. They're my age. They got into the business older in in you know, in life like me, on family property. So we have a lot in common. Yeah. 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 So it is nice. I just sometimes wish there was somebody local that mm-hmm. Yeah, you could, but the Arling. Have you been, ever done a wedding at the Arling in Bowling Green? Uh-uh. It's at uh, uh, Perry Golf Course. Uh, what's his name? It's her brother. He's a he was a professional golfer. Oh, that's cool. And on the edge of the property when they bought it to develop it into a golf course was this really cool tobacco barn. Ooh. And they totally refurbished it and has AC and it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. It sounds familiar. I know. I, f- I probably follow the it. Arling. <laughs> is yeah. What it, yeah. I mean, then the one in Ohio, it's it's a plantation, an old plantation, old home. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that. No. Yeah. But, you know, it's the ones with the big columns. and Right, right. Yeah. So it is it is different than our venue, but still, you yeah. know, they go through all the same growing pains and mm-hmm. aches and pains that we do. Yeah, and that's what's so great about having a community is because we are all going to go through those growing pains and we are all going to come to something where we need help with. Yes. We need, you know— during COVID, I was so worried that I would get COVID before a wedding. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I stressed about it yeah. so much that like each week before a wedding, I would write down all my procedures. So if, if if I had to have another florist come in, they would be able to pick up. Yeah, I don't worry about it that much anymore. But I mean, things happen and, and you've got to have... you got to be prepared. Yeah. Like I hope and pray Joey nothing. knows where to find everything. I know. That's what I tell my family all yeah. the time. Y'all find me down here in my office dead. I hope to God y'all can figure it out. Oh, this <laughs> turned morbid real quick. <laughs> These are the things that we that keep us up late at they, night. They do. I mean, just, you know, providing services for something that we love to do, but yes. making sure that you're taken care of if we're not there. Yes. I mean, and it's really hard to relinquish. Yeah. Oh, control freak 101. I yes. mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's about being in control. It's just about, like you said, providing the kind of service and at the level that we want it to be at. Because not every, and that's something we Is have. that not the definition of control no. freak? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> but we what we've got to realize is that everybody has a different way of doing things. Absolutely. And I've had this conversation with my husband even because mm-hmm. the girls are here here helping on the farm yeah. and they have a different way of doing things. And yeah. I can see his little mind over there going, 
<laughs> he just chalks up, you know, and he's like, oh my God, I don't That's not how I do it. And I finally had to say to him one time, did you do things the way your parents wanted mm. you to do them on the farm when you took over? Yeah. You know, back in 1985 when right. we got married and we moved here and you started running the farm. Mm. No. Okay, then. Yeah. This and, is where we are with our children. Right. And sometimes those new ideas can just really open your mind to different things, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they do have some really good ideas. Mm-hmm. They want to get more involved in agritourism and yeah. just do some kind of things like that. We, we've gotten off florals. I'm yeah, sorry. Cool. I did have one <sighs> other question, though. Have you ever... Well, a couple questions. Did you have you ever had a bride ask you for all natural, no pesticides, no organic flowers? Are all your flowers organic? Do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly, I don't use any chemicals. The only chemical that I use is Crown and Glory to preserve them on arches, mm-hmm. like in the heat. I don't even use flower food. So, like flower, I mean. I know my buckets that I get from one wholesaler already have the water in them, and I know they have floral food in them. But as far as, like, spraying any kind of other chemicals, I don't spray anything. But I 100% know that they're sprayed on them at the farm. Yeah. If somebody were to request that kind of thing, I think we would have to get culinary grade Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know where to get that. That's interesting. (laughs) I mean, not to sound like I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. So I would have to do the research to to get like, you know, no pesticides, no preservatives, anything like that. Have you ever had a wedding that they just had an unlimited budget on florals, just whatever? Have you had that yet? Close. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everybody has a budget. Everybody has a top end where they're like, eh, not happy spending that much or, you know, that kind of thing. I will be having um, one of my higher-end weddings this fall, and I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can provide a little bit more um, luxury items than I can. And that's going to be a big wedding, too. It is. It is a big wedding. Uh, And that that sometimes will throw your budget off, too, because if I'm— Creating centerpieces for a 600-person wedding mm-hmm. is way more tables than I am for a 100-person wedding. Sure. Which I think we've talked about millions of times. Your guest count can really help or hurt your your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you done your dream wedding, regardless of what the budget was, as far as what you like to do uh, decorating-wise or creating-wise? Have you? That's had- like ever-changing, though. Yeah. I like, I guess. Do you um, see something new you want? Oh, I hope somebody yeah. asked me to do that. Yeah. Well, like, I got really into Bridget- Bridgerton, you know, that Netflix. I don't have not seen oh, Bridgerton. What? I'm sorry. You haven't seen it? It's oh, so oh, good. Oh, the, you know, uh, like the period. Uh, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so it, good. It's It's got a lot of flavor. Oh, very much. Because, it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's very diverse, the, uh-huh. the cast of that show, aren't they? Yeah. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but, it, it you know, it's set in that time period when floral was big and the dresses are romantic and poofy. And, and I love it. And uh, Katie uh, Level, a bride of mine, just told me to go with the bouquet. And I felt like it had total Bridgerton vibes and like the centerpieces and she used velvet blue um, table linens. I love velvet yes. texture. texture. Yes. And their colors are so rich when you do yes. a velvet. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I love velvet. Yeah. And, yeah. and she really, I mean, she really just kind of you know, took all my guidance and just let me do kind of what I wanted to within her budget. And, and I think it turned out really gorgeous. Her bouquet was one of my favorites. And then sometimes... Was it all white? No. Mm-hmm. It had like pale blues and pinks. And okay. it was a more pastel color, which I tend to gravitate towards anyways. Uh-huh. I don't... I love bright colors. I love them. And I have a lot of them for 2022. But 
I tend to gravitate towards more the pastel, especially in a bridal bouquet, because the focus of the day should be her and her dress and her bridal bouquet should just be a beautiful accessory. It shouldn't, you know, take complete focus. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about these balloons? I think they're kind of cool. I do too. Yeah. Use you think correctly. You can inc- okay, so do you think mm-hmm. you could? My my fear with that is they kind of maybe overpower your florals. Yeah, well, I mean, you can not. you could mix it and like if you use the matte type yes, balloons, balloons and not like this with shiny, a metallic though. Mm-hmm. Maybe here pop here. Yeah, here. yeah, and then you could stick some greenery and some floral throughout it. Is there anybody around here that can do those? Um, I think a new company just opened. I think. I want to say her last name is Jackson. Okay. Um, but there are people who who do those kind of... I know a Carrie with Eventful, she does balloon arches. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's... I think it would be cool to incorporate it like on a background, like a backdrop for I a think photo wall. for a photo mm-hmm. wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Or an entrance when you're coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty. Around the entrance door. Yeah. Jessica hates balloon arches. <laughs> does so she? when she gets married, I'm going to have like 20 Twelve. of them. Or- <laughs> She also hates feathers. I'm going to have feathers. Mm, I don't like feathers I don't either. either. <laughs> I don't. I hate feathers I gotta too. Have somewhere just to irritate her. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to have everything she absolutely hated her wedding. <laughs> you should like let me make a fake like feather yes, bouquet. bouquet. Like bring it to her. <laughs> your bouquet. Oh, she'd probably throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then pull out the real one. That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, you've done some pretty beautiful. Decor, florals. Thank you. You have. You're very talented. Thank you. And they're unique. And I like yeah. them because they're they are one of a kind. And I right. never when I see your things, I know it's your things, but I I've never I haven't seen them anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I think that's one thing that we always we have built our business on is that we have unique styles. We use exceptionally amazing flowers. We use flowers that you don't see every day. And that we can really um bend our style to fit your style. So I I would hate for someone to look at my style and say, oh, she only does boho or she only does this because I think that we've built our brand to kind of morph into what our clients needs. Because at the at the end of the day, our clients are who we are servicing, regardless if we love it or not. You know, if they're happy with it at the end of the day, that is 110% our priority. So you're willing to do a compact bouquet yeah. if somebody wants mm-hmm. a compact mm-hmm. bouquet. You might not see it on my Instagram, but <laughs> I'm willing to do it. <laughs> Jackie had a compact bouquet, and I am not a fan of them, but yeah. it was all roses mm. and it was ombre oh so the center was white yeah well, roses then they became cream mm-hmm. then they became gray then they became grayish purplish then they became purple oh that's cool it was amazing yeah it was probably one of the m- most beautiful bouquets i've ever seen I, i'm just sitting here calculating in my ma- mind how many packs of, bo- of flowers, flowers of roses he had to buy to make that one yeah bouquet. yeah but that's me as a florist. I'm like, okay, so he brought 25 Playa Blanca whites, 25 and amnesia gray, 25 purple. That way. Yeah, you have to buy them in 25. Yes. Just 25. Yes. Um, so which that also makes it really hard when somebody calls and wants to do one single bouquet. It makes it really hard. Now, with our new thing we have coming that we're talking about later, it will make it a little bit easier for me to provide that. So tell people about your new exciting news. Yeah. 
Please. We're really excited about this. So um, we are moving back to Hopkinsville, I guess, in, in our opinion. We have a office space where we can meet clients in a studio and a workshop. It will be by appointment only. So we don't have any retail per se. We will be doing all of our ordering as we have been online and the phone. But we will now be able to do same-day daily deliveries. So we used to be able to do that when we lived in Hopkinsville. And now that we have our workshop there, we'll be able to service that and provide that. And we'll be able to provide people with bouquets and on a little bit shorter notice and daily deliveries. Me being one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Daily deliveries. We also hope to um, host some events and some floral design classes. What kind of events do you want to have? Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really excited about would be more or less towards our professionals. We want to host like a what what to do if kind of class, like what to do if you're carrying a centerpiece, if you're a planner and it you drop it, <laughs> like what, what would you do? Or how to put on cake flowers when, you know, the cake artist, you know, that kind of thing. Or is that uh, automatically included too? No. I mean, it, so you've got to let a bride's got to let you know they want flowers yes. that reflect all the other flowers for the cake. Right. And, and do you uh, put those on or does usually the cake person? Mm-hmm. So some cake artists that we know like to do it themselves. Some cake artists want us to do it. We also always try to contact the cake artist and ask them. There is a charge for that because people will say, well, whatever scraps you have left. Yes. But if you remember, I create a recipe. Yes. So I know how many of each I'm going to use. Yeah. So sometimes there are leftovers, but not much. Yeah. And you need to account for those before we get there. And at the end of the day, we're like, well, we don't have any leftovers. They need to be accounted for ahead of time. One thing we do include, if a photographer asks, is flatly flowers. So those are usually scraps because they're not going into food. So... Like, if you think scraps are things that have fallen off the floor or that we've cut wrong or something like that, and you don't want that on food, you know, items. So, we do include, like, flat lays and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, but getting back to your yes. store, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so we want to host, like, things like that and, like, how to pin boutonnieres and uh, lots of networking events for professionals, but... For non-professionals, we want to have a floral design classes, like wreath making things at Christmas, uh, Christmas centerpiece things. Um, It'd be fun to have a kids yeah. class. Uh-huh. Kids Help them class. make something for mom yep. for Mother's Day. For Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a photographer friend of mine, we, it got canceled because of COVID, COVID, like everything else. But we were going to do floral crowns. And then she was taking like mother and me pictures. Oh. And so I think we'll start doing a lot more of those kind of things. That's cool. Or host like girls get togethers. We're going to try to do them once a month or once every other month. There's nothing like getting with a whole bunch of girls and yeah. getting some wine and some snacks and designing flowers. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. And I feel like there's not a lot of female-oriented things to do around here. Right. You know, so, yeah. That are creative. That are creative, yeah. There's lots of things to do in Hopkinsville, for sure. If you don't know that there are, there are. But, like, as far as, like, creative and indoor kind of things. Yeah. So, you know, we're always open to ideas. We want it to be a really creative house. We want to collaborate with other creative professionals. And it'll be life-changing for us. It's going to take away any... um, 
pain points we have in our business as far as like where to meet clients, yeah, how to service our clients better. Um, it'll have a large walk-in cooler, lots of storage space, nice, like I said, nice meeting space, that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge plus for us. What do you call, are, is it going to have a different name? No, is it going to be Ruffled Willow? Still Ruffled Willow. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's the 3000 Canton Pike in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, Sweet B. <laughs> for those of you who don't know where that is, that's out across from the, the bowling alley. alley. <laughs> right across Across from the bowling alley. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait. Yeah. Because we're going to do podcasts from there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's just going to open us up to, we have so many clients that want daily deliveries on the same day. And that's really hard for us at this point where we're at. But it starting, you know, August, mid-August, 1st of September for sure, we'll be able to post the arrangements we have. People can get them online. They can order them ahead of time, you know, that kind of thing. So That's it'll, really it'll, cool. It'll be nice to bring our aesthetics that we have for weddings and events and bring those to your daily deliveries. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Kind of like our subscriptions, because we do have subscriptions, too. Yeah, tell people about that. Yeah, so our subscriptions, we have a monthly, a biweekly, and a weekly subscriptions, and they all range differently in price. The monthly starts at $40, and that's a arrangement in a container delivered to your door. And, and do they hold on to the container and give it to you or the next no, time? Or no, they get a new container too? every single time. Ah. Now, a lot of people will recycle those yes. containers, you know, yeah. and give them back to me, which I love. But they're theirs to keep. Oh, So it's cool. like a completely designed arrangement. You're not just getting like a bouquet of flowers. And it's whatever's in season? Yeah, whatever's in season, whatever I love at market, you know, that kind of thing. Is there any months you can't provide flowers Ab- for them? Absolutely not. That's am- <laughs> Isn't that amazing. Month? Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's always summer somewhere. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And if it's not summer here, it's summer in South yeah. America, spring, whatever. A lot of men get it for their wives or their girlfriend, and a lot of women get it for like their mothers and grandmothers. And we con- once they purchase a certain amount of months, they can do it for six months, three months, a whole year. Once they purchase that, we contact the person unless they want it to be a surprise. Then we deliver the surprise one whatever day. But if they don't want it to be a surprise, we contact the person. We say, here are the two days you have to pick from. They pick the day they want it delivered. We show up and we deliver it to them. It's very easy on their part. And they get like a special, you know, something in the middle of the day and it brings a smile to their face. And it's $40. I mean, we that blow $40 dollars a week on <laughs> fast food, yeah. gas, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, things, uh, yeah. cigarettes, whatever. Right. And you, they don't have to be delivered to the same person. Yeah. So I have one girl who one time she gives it to her grandmother and another time she sent it to a funeral. Oh. It does have to be on the day that we deliver. Okay. Um, so it just worked out that way. Or That's really One time cool. she took it for herself. So, I mean, yeah. You can take it to You're going to have to get a delivery truck. You know that? Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> which, which our Ford Flex is our delivery truck. Yeah. I mean, we've got our delivery system in there, and it works like a champ. But eventually, we will have to get a cargo van. It, it seems like we are growing faster than we can keep up sometimes, which is a great problem. And we are blessed, and we're super excited to have the business we have. But sometimes, it, it can be a growing pain. For yes, you. it yeah. is. When you think about all the logistics and... Yeah. <laughs> the things they keep us. I said, but not. <laughs> I know. We're talking about expanding our business too. So. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you just see a need and yeah, you, you want to fill it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe somebody's not doing a good job of doing yeah. it if they are, or you see a better way of doing it or a different way of doing yeah. it. And yeah. So you kind of step up to plate and see. Absolutely. There have been things we've done that have failed, right. but there have been things that we do, have done that haven't. Yeah. So, you know, you just kind of have to. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is our stepping stone to a retail store. Yes. So this is a... a so your dream is a retail. Yep. Uh, I would love to have either on the boulevard or downtown. So shout out. Let's put this in the environment. That's right. Let's put it in the put universe. It in the universe. Yes. Yes. Like um, our reality show. Mm-hmm. We want to... We, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think people need to follow you to be around some weekend and see all the all the crap we yeah. do. Oh, these little... Nothing. Especially <laughs> when we have family meetings. Do you have family meetings? Oh, yeah. But it's usually when my kids are acting okay. like hellions. Okay. <laughs> we, well, we have family meetings every... For the business? For the business. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's lots of fun. My family doesn't really like to do my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. why one of the reasons I'm getting a, a, a storefront for Because so my husband's folks. kicking me out. <laughs> <laughs> the in-house studio is not working for him. <laughs> well, the girls moved to Crofton right down the street. So, yeah, yeah. we're all right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it is. It is a stepping stone to a retail store. We want to provide something that Hopkinsville doesn't have. We have some great home decor places. We have some great floors, but we want to offer something a little bit more unique to us, something with a touch of whimsy. We loved Griffin's and we're super sad that Griffin's is no longer there. I know. Um, So I would love to create something like she had, you know, with floral, you know, and be able to host workshops in the back and really unique and cool pieces up front. Um, You know, that's really cool. Putting it out there. Okay. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Uh, we found a great place for it, but we just, it wasn't our time. Yeah. It wasn't our time. Yeah. Just yet. It's probably not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, well, uh, yeah. I think, I think Hoptown's downtown is. It's getting there. It is. It is. It's getting We've there. Have you heard of any new things coming in? Though? I have. Oh. What yeah. have you heard? We'll talk after podcast. Okay, so <laughs> we've got coming up a cake. Yeah, we're working on getting Sony in here to talk about cakes and catering and catering. Yeah, and helping you in when you are going to talk to your cake mm-hmm. artist or you are going to talk to your caterer, how that yeah uh, all happens. Those are two hard ones. I, I feel like, especially caterer. I mean, mm-hmm. they can really help your day tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about that we haven't yet, just send us a message on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Absolutely. We would love to hear any feedback, questions, ideas, things that y'all are struggling with. We are more than happy to cover a subject that you all are interested in. So. Yeah, maybe one night we just like, if you would give us all your questions, we just answer all the questions. Oh, well, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. We should get all the professionals together that we've had and then just like, Round table. That would be fun. Yeah. I'd have t- to get some more microphones, though. Yeah. We'd have to get more microphones. <laughs> or we could just take turns, you know, where we can have it at. Mm-hmm. At the new workshop. Well, that's what I'm hoping to have it. It's your new place. Yeah. That would be easy because I could pop over there after work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, when I got off my other job <laughs> and come and do it at your place. Yeah. Oh, horror story. Ah, uh, yes. Fa- my favorite part. Oh, yeah. Favorite part, part of our podcast. Woo. Woo. Do you have a I do floral? have one. Horror one? Yes, I have one this week. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if it's like a a horror story or like a miscommunication. We'll take it however we want. I had... (laughs) (laughs) Sweet girl. Sweet, sweet, like, you know, sweet couple. Sweet everything. I was really excited to do their wedding. It was scheduled at the venue that I used to previously work for. But she followed me and left and went to another venue. Uh Um, And so I was really excited about that. And it was her wedding was supposed to be in July, so she rescheduled it for this July. Well, as life happens, and a lot of these things happen for COVID brides, they just 
not figure out, but they they want to think that things aren't important as they were the first, you know, first date they had. So she had told her wedding planner that she would like to cancel my services for floral and the wedding planner was supposed to reach out to me. I had confirmed in July that she was going to reschedule. We'd sign a new contract and I told her that closer to March, we'd reach out. Close to March, we reached out. We didn't hear anything, but life just gets in the way and we just moved on. So I reached out to her in June to you know, confirm everything and yada, yada, yada. And I heard nothing. So I went straight to the venue and the venue told me, oh, well, I think she's going to do the flowers herself. Well, at this point, she's three months, I mean, sorry, three weeks from her wedding. Oh my Lord. she's contractably obligated to pay me for all my full service because I've already ordered the flowers. Things have been in motion. I've already worked. I've done my work. And she ghosted you. Well, she didn't ghost me on purpose. She told her wedding planner to cancel my services. And the wedding planner forgot to send me an email. So I hated, and it all worked out because she wanted my services to begin with. She just figured that, you know, it wasn't her big shebang. Like she was going to have the first go around because of COVID. So she had thought that the services were canceled. And I had no idea because the wedding planner did not reach out to me. And so it what could have been a really bad horror story because of the miscommunication there. Had she not had the money to provide, you know, to have those services or had she not really been having her wedding or, you know, whatever circumstances, it could have been horrible because mm-hmm. I, I would have already on the hook for those flowers. So those flowers have to be paid for. It worked out. It was great. The wedding was beautiful. But you did the wedding? Yes, I did end up doing the wedding and it was beautiful. But you really have to know your professionals because it wasn't a professional wedding planner. It was a friender. Uh, It was a friend who was acting as a wedding planner. mm -hmm. Balls were dropped. Yes. (laughs) And that could have always happened. Yes. It could have been really bad had she not been like a super sweet bride who really wanted my services in the beginning. Um, But just because of budget and that kind of thing, couldn't, couldn't, you know, do it. But so my horror story is not really a horror story because it worked out really well, but it could have been yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. I could have showed up at the venue, you know. Right. A lot of florists accept money the day of their wedding. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. That make me nervous. Oh, me too. Me too. All the, when we first started out, I did that with our venue. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you live how and we learn. did it. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to. I mean, I at some point, I'm sure that I started with, well, pay me the week of or yeah. pay me, you know, the day of right. or something like Whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah. But I know you'll pay me. So uh-huh. pay me whenever. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you just take for granted. Yeah. Things like that. But you do. I mean, she was, like I said, the sweetest couple and we were able to provide everything she wanted and, and stay with her budget that was originally given because we had already ordered the flowers. But just there's some things that you shouldn't slack on. Mm-hmm. And one of them is a wedding planner. I, I agree. What if, if, if you're not going to have one, take that position yourself yeah. and really try to yeah. do it. But really know what you're working with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about a wedding planner. Yeah. And I'm all about the florals. Yeah. Those are my two priorities. Remember right. we talked about prioritizing weddings? Yeah. Those are mine. Wedding planner and florals. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like with wedding planners, you you get so much more out of your day because you have someone to take That's care a buffer of those things. For yes. you. That is it, that, Yeah. That, if you know. have problems with your stepmom, wedding planner gets yeah. it. You that's know, right. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that I mean that's in mine is handle family issues mm-hmm. because there's always family issues. There like, always are. Even with perfect families. Yes. Always family issues. Yes. People's feelings get yeah. hurt or 
misunderstanding or... Yeah. yeah. And that's all this was, was a misunderstanding or an email that wasn't sent that thought was sent. But, you know, it's just a miscommunication. But, you know. What about you? You got a horror story? I don't about florals. Not about florals. Because I have you and Martha. <laughs> and, I mean, all the floral folks we've had have been wonderful. I really have to say, there's a lot of talented floral people out there. I agree. There I are. Think. We're luckier mm-hmm. in here. Cause we we are. have a lot of... Folks that grow their own mm-hmm. and yep. I mean, I think I can think of three that grow their own yeah. and they're all three talented. Yeah. You and um there's a couple other floral shops that I really mm-hmm. like. I, the only thing I can think of is there was a miscommunication between a florist and the mother of the bride and what they were getting, what they expected and what, you know, what yeah. they didn't get. And that is a really hard one. And the and I mean I would have blamed the florist too. I would have been mad if that if I had been that mother. Yeah, they were late. Yeah. Um, they didn't have everything they were supposed to have. They had to send somebody back to get mm-hmm. more. I mean, you, you, she should have. Yeah. she should have been here early. The level of professionalism. Yeah, mm-hmm. she should have been here early, if not on time. She should have seen the. She didn't even bother to come and see the venue mm-hmm. beforehand. She thought we had a certain kind of arch. We did not. So she had to go send somebody to get another one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you should have done your homework. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I always encourage when I have brides and grooms, moms, dads here, have your vendors call me if they've yeah. never been here before. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to talk to them and tell them what what to expect, what not to expect. Because mm-hmm. I've had ones that showed up and thought that ice machine is... yep. For them, and yep. it's not for them. Yep. It's only for our bar service. I think a lot of our horror stories end up with miscommunication. Yes. And, and that's what most of them, you know, I think Mike's was the food. You know, there was a miscommunication that there was a full catering kitchen. Yes. And, you know, mine was a miscommunication with the wedding planner. I mean, there's always been, you know, there's all kinds of things like that. But I think it's, it's key, you know, that you do have professionals. I, I get a lot of mine because so-and-so, you so-and-so, and and they didn't do what they were supposed to do, and so we wanted to go with a different florist. Yeah. But I, I think a, a lot, and then why I set do I set up tear down a delivery fee is because um, I've had numerous clients and wedding professionals tell me, well, they just came and they dropped everything off. And to me, that's not providing a full service right. to someone. I right. mean, if I came in and I dropped everything off on that bar, someone has to put it out. Right. And someone has to do the fluffing and the making right. sure. You that know. it looks right. 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 It has that eye. Mm-hmm. And that I'm is, a control freak, yes. so I don't trust anybody else to do it. <laughs> I would be like you, though. I, yeah. would, I would want to be the one to set right. it out. And mm-hmm. I couldn't just drop things off either. Yeah. yeah. If, if I was a... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. But... Well, the, and you run into that with your do. I have a lot of do-it-yourselfers, mm-hmm. and they you can tell that yeah. they spent the bulk of their money on the venue, right? So they do everything else themselves, mm-hmm. and it's never organized mm-hmm. ever. They do the food themselves, they do the florals themselves, mm-hmm. they do the planning, the cake, yeah. you know, everything, and yeah. it's never. Run smooth. I have right. not seen a do-it-yourself wedding yet that has run smoothly. Yeah. I hate to say that. Right. Because I don't want to discourage do-it-yourself brides. Right. But you really but, have to be type A, organized, Enneagram 1, yeah. to figure out yeah. this needs to be done by who, yeah. when, where. Yes. You know, Have, have all the jobs lined out. Who's yeah. going to do what? Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody understands what their jobs are. And that might be a great workshop that we have together, yeah. I mean, Sarah, because that is something that we're not always going to be able to ser- service every budget, but we could also educate people enough to know 
where they're, you know, what they could do, what they could use. You know, we have a, a production schedule, you know. I think everybody should have a production schedule for yes. your day of wedding. Yeah. You know, we call logistics around here. Yeah, logistics. <laughs> <laughs> we have our production schedule. Yes. This needs to be done by this time. Yeah. This need, you know, we need to eat before we'll collapse. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jessica's in charge of logistics. She's good at that. Yeah. She so. seems like she would be. She is. We all have our place. So yeah. it's good. So we're going to have a cake person. We're yep. going to have a cater. Oh, we have a same-sex couple yeah. that are going to talk oh, yeah. about right. maybe some of the things they had to navigate by being a same-sex couple and what that meant getting married in Western Kentucky, mm. uh, even though it's legal. <laughs> 2021, and we're yes. still talking about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We might want to talk about bar service, to have it or not oh, to yeah. have it one time, uh-huh. um, what that entails, what yeah. that looks like. We can talk about do-it-yourself mm-hmm. weddings, how we feel about that, mm-hmm. totally doing it yourself. Yeah, and I think one time we're going to also talk about um, the event industry as a whole and how much money that brings into your um, community and your um, your town. And, and, you know. People have no idea. Yeah. They don't. Mm-hmm. It, just the logistics of how many, not only states, but countries visit your town because of the wedding industry. Yes. And eat at your restaurant and stay at your hotel. And buy gas at your gas station. Buy stations. gas at your gas station. Yes. And, you know, and have to run to Walmart because they forgot something. Absolutely. Or whatever the case may be. And, you know, here in Hopkinsville um, or Christian County, the amount of venues that we have that that provide a large amount of local tax money to the community, we, we want to talk about that. and what you can do to, you know, help the local community. <laughs> right. Well, we hope you learned all about florals. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. It was great to talk to you, Danielle, yeah. get all that information. We, ho- we hope that you had some tips and tricks that'll help you with your wedding and that kind of thing. Where can we find you? Yeah. So, Ruffled Willow. Uh-huh. www.ruffledwillow.com, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, 3000 Sweet Bee Canton Pike coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, for we're, you. we're really excited about that. It, trying to navigate how we tell people that we're not retail, but we also have daily deliveries is going to be a, a struggle for us. But I think people know our aesthetics and know the way we do business right now. So, yeah, I'm really, really excited really about cool. it. I love your your month flower arrangement yeah. by the, you know, month deal. Monthly, That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Subscriptions. Yeah. yeah, your subscriptions. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, we, we have a lot of people who have taken um, benefit in that because it is a, a great option, you know, to give someone. It's a great gift for like Mother's it, Day yeah. and birthday. And let's say you forgot Christmas. something, forgot yeah. somebody, but uh-huh. you're getting a delivery. Because within like 20 <laughs> minutes and I will send you like, a card to send them to say they got three months of floral subscription. Even That's if I can't cool. get the flower arrangement to them that day, I can send you that card yeah. within 15 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. such a cool, cool service right. you provide. Mm-hmm. You can find Burdock Farms on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. Burdockfarms.com. Burdockfarms.com. And on Pinterest. Yeah. Are you on Pinterest? I am. I I don't spend as much time as I should doing my boards and stuff, but I am there. Okay. Yeah. I do. I pin. I I like go through a frenzy where I pin Mm -hmm. a lot and then I don't for several weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward for us to getting back together again. Me too. And talking and... Remember, if you have any questions, anything right. you want to talk about, 
reach out to us on Instagram. We yeah. would love to talk about whatever you want us yeah. to talk about. And whoever's listening from Chile, just reach out because we want to yes, know who you are. I know where you are, man. We've got like two listeners yeah, in Chile. So cool. Is that not cool? Yeah, it's cool. Guys, just reach, tell us. Just, just tell, tell us how we want to know. And how you found us <laughs> and why you're listening. We yeah. want to know. Maybe we could do a phone interview with you Yeah. Because we can on this thing if I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we can figure it out. <laughs> We're going to be pros at this podcast thing for it. I know it. I know. All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later.